The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 27, where I'm going to be talking with an amazing guest about bookkeeping. Super, super exciting. I'm really stoked because this is something that a lot of people brush over, but I really enjoy like no joke on the night before whatever it was December 30th. I was spending time sorting out my taxes and expenses and all that craziness, and I loved every second of it. So if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we would love it if you left us a review on iTunes, as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsaveme.com for show notes and freebies. Now, let's get ready to dive in to how to manage your business finances. Hey, y'all. I'm super excited to share this guest with you today. Denita's got it going on when it comes to keeping the financial side of your business like clean and on point. All right. So this is something that I've been wanting to have on my podcast for a really long time. So I'm personally excited to listen in and y'all are just reaping the benefits of it. So uh, Denita, how are you doing today? I am so good, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so, so glad. Let's start off by you just kind of shooting off a couple details about you and your business. Sure. Well, I am, my name is Sunitha Doe, and I am an accountant. I work primarily with mompreneurs over the age of 40 and help them organize and manage their finances. Love it. So concise. I love people that are just like, this is what I do in two sentences. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and dive into the juicy stuff. Um, we're going to really be talking about bookkeeping and how people can stay on top of it. But first, I'd really like you to talk about the first business you had and um, maybe some of the uh, financial management issues that you had there that then, you know, helps you help others that are kind of in that same situation? Great question. Yes. So I started my business, my first business out uh, right after university. Mm. And I had studied economics with a focus in accounting. So I went into being an entrepreneur thinking I knew accounting. Like I, I had studied it. I did well in class. (laughs) And once you start a business, you realize all the things you don't know And one of the things I didn't know was really financial management. I ran out of cash within the first year of starting my business. I had, I was a former NFL cheerleader and had started a business doing dancewear for other professional dancers and cheerleaders. And the first year I didn't realize that there is seasonality in business. So there's times in the year where you make money and times in the year when money is a little bit tighter and I didn't know how to plan for that. So I went out of business pretty quickly and, and had some pretty depressing moments after that. I was homeless um, for almost a year afterwards, just trying to pay off my high student loan bill and, and trying to figure out what to do in terms of making an income. So I definitely learned some, some good lessons about why it's important to, to know how to manage your finances as an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. I think 
what I loved about you, what you said was the seasonality. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm learning this in my business as well. You know, I'm seven, eight months in, um, and you know, people are like now is my slower time. Um, and you know, as we're talking and, and, you know, with the swing of kind of the new year and all of that, um, people tend to either already have put their bus- their business systems in place or, um, you know, they're thinking a little bit more down the road because they're wanting to get products out there and launches. And so they're in the marketing mode and not necessarily the back end business mode. So I totally get what you mean by seasonality. So um, I love that you touched on that. Um, so kind of go into then describing the business that you have now um, and with what you learned in your previous business, how did you implement a financial management system or bookkeeping? Definitely. Yeah. So after my first business, I went back to the dreaded nine to five job and I got a job as an accountant and I worked for a really large company. A company, when I say large, they were bringing in uh, $200 million per year. So a really large company. Yeah. And, and we still had seasonality issues. We still had mm. to learn how to manage the cash throughout the year. There were some points in the year where it was difficult or it was tight to pay bills. And that experience really taught me that, oh, even a big company has these challenges. That mm. means that I'm not necessarily a bad entrepreneur. It's just a skill set that I need to learn. I need to learn how to manage the cash in my business. And every business has seasonality to it. And I realized, yeah, that was such an eye-opening experience for me because I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I felt that I had failed and that meant that I wasn't good at business and I wasn't meant to be a business owner. And and that experience really taught me that, hey, if I just learned this skill, I could be successful at this. And after that job, I, I started talking to other business owners and, and realized that that was a really challenging piece for them as well, was really learning how to organize and manage their finances throughout the year. Um, and so when I left that company, I decided to launch my own business doing bookkeeping for small business owners. And I had a lot of fun. And my very first few clients taught me a lot. And they taught mm-hmm. me that they, they wanted to learn how to do their own bookkeeping. They didn't necessarily want me to do it for them. They really wanted me to teach them, how do I actually manage my finances throughout the year? How do I know how much to pay myself? How much do, how do I know how much to allocate towards marketing when I have no idea how much I'm going to make month to month? So pretty quickly Mm -hmm. after launching my bookkeeping business, I transitioned into a role of more coaching around bookkeeping and really teaching and training the fundamentals of doing your own books. And and that's what I do now is really work with my clients on, I still help them set up their bookkeeping program and, and learn how to use the the system, but it's more coaching and training and teaching how to manage your finances throughout the year and develop the skill set that you need to make sound financial decisions. Yeah. Which is so, so key. And I think, it's great that your clients want to learn because I feel like I hear so the opposite of people just being like, I don't even want to look at it. It freaks me out. Somebody else just do it. Um, which I don't necessarily 
believe in. I do my own books and I like it that way um, because it is nice to learn, you know, the percentages of, okay, how much usually do I spend on marketing? And, and if I'm lower next month, then, you know, what does that look like? Um, I, I think that's really awesome that, that you found that out through, through your first, you know, few initial clients. Um, so then what finally drove you or what finally drives your clients um, to put a process in place for their bookkeeping? Yes. I, I wanted to quickly hit on something that you said, yeah. Jordan, because Absolutely. I hear that a lot that someone just wants to hand over their books to another accountant, or even if someone's talking to me and interested in working with me and they just want to hand over the information to me and, and have me do all of it. I always say that no one cares more about your money than you do. Period. So no, no one will. It's, it's like going to the dentist. The dentist, yes, they care about your teeth, but at the end of the day, you need to be the one that's doing the daily brushing and flossing to make sure that your mouth's clean. Same with your finances. And, and you're really ultimately the best person to make those decisions for you and your business. And um, yeah, definitely. And, and your question about um, my client's can you rephrase the question? Yeah. So essentially, you know, when your clients come to you, like what was finally the straw that broke the camel's back where they're like, okay, I actually need to be paying attention to my bookkeeping. Um, and I want to put a system in place for it. Oh my gosh. Yes. There are lots of different, (laughs) (laughs) different reasons why people come to me. I prefer, when people come to me when things are going well. However, usually (laughs) it's because they, um, I I can give you some specific examples. One client came to me after she hadn't been doing her books for, she'd been in business for 20 some years and hadn't been doing her books for for about seven of those years. So the last seven years she hadn't done her books and she had back taxes um, to the tune of $60,000 that she had to get cleaned up and So that was one reason why she came to me. Um, And there are other instances that aren't as drastic. You know, there's some, I work with a lot of women and and there are women that'll come to me that things are okay financially, but they feel that they could be doing more. Mm -hmm. Um, They could be, they could be treating themselves to more spa dates or they could, if they have children, I work with a lot of mompreneurs, they want to be able to afford horseback riding lessons for their children and not have to stress about it. Mm. Um, or there, or there are really tense conversations with their partner around money and they want to figure out how to have a better, a more enjoyable, loving conversation around money with their partner. Um, so those are some of the reasons, yeah, that, that my clients come to me and, and ultimately a lot of it does boil down to they, they want to be making more money and they, they've realized that by because they've been ignoring their books and ignoring the daily maintenance of their finances, that that's the reason why they aren't seeing their bank account where they want it to be. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things. What is, there's a phrase that's like what you measure is what will grow or I totally butchered that, but essentially, you know, if you aren't looking at your numbers, then, you know, you aren't going to see the growth that, that you want to see. So, um, I totally agree with that stuff. So walk us through um, some steps uh, for creating that bookkeeping process uh, for small business owners and and for you mompreneurs. Definitely. Well, the first step is to get clear on where you are right now. 
You cannot mm. get to point Z or point B if you have no idea where your starting point is. So the first step is to just get everything organized. It doesn't have to be a huge, laborious process. That's what I hear a lot that, oh, it's so overwhelming. I have to do everything at once. Just take it one step at a time. And the first step is to get all of your financial paperwork in one place, You know your bank account statements, credit card statements. If you have letters from creditors that you've been ignoring, get that all in one place. And that's the paper side. From a technology side, You know, find a program where you can pull all of your bank information, all of your personal account information into one place. That, that's the first mm. step is to get really clear on how much you spend each month on your personal expenses and, and how much on average you've been bringing in each month up until this point. I think that's good. Is there a program that you recommend? Yes. For the personal finance side, I'm a really big fan of personal capital. It's similar to Mint. So if you're using okay. Mint, stay with it. It's a great program too. I happen to like personal capital and because uh, you can pull in more investment account information. And gotcha. for bookkeeping, so for the business side, I recommend a program called Zero X-E-R-O. It's really, it's really well designed. So if you're someone that's more creative and likes to look at pretty things, their tagline is beautiful accounting software. So, <laughs> I mean, you can't really go wrong with that. <laughs> no, not at all. There's, I mean, who doesn't like to look at pretty things? Like, right? I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> and their, their, uh, their colors are like a Tiffany blue. So it's even, even nicer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have all that stuff in the show notes for y'all to um, check out and stuff. All right. What's, what's the next step once you've looked at your past stuff? Yeah. So once you've got everything in one place, you're really clear on how much it costs you to live your life essentially each month. And, and you have all the information in one place. Then the next step is to get on a daily routine where you're looking at your money. And you can do this if, if you're a pen and paper type of person, that's fine. I'm more of a technology person and I do recommend that just because it's easier as business owners to be able to track your expenses um, at anywhere that you go, you know, if you're traveling. So sign up for a bookkeeping program and put in your calendar 10, 15 minutes each morning where you look at your bank accounts and look at the balance and then go into your bookkeeping program and reconcile your transactions. And reconcile is just a fancy word for categorizing. So if you've got a $20 expense that came in from Squarespace, it's a website platform, put it under your website account. If you had a $20 Uber or Lyft ride the day before, put it in your travel account. Just go through and, and make it a daily habit to look at your expenses. I like that. I like that a lot. It's, it's one of those things where if you front load it, then it really won't be bad come tax season. Yes. Like, just, just do it along the way, guys. <laughs> exactly. I like to say, you know, waiting until taxes to look at your finances is like waiting until after you've gotten your report card to then study for the exam. That's good. That, that is a hundred percent what it is. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't make sense. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay, so the little 10 to 15 minute money meeting that you have. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's the next step. You know, first you want to organize it. Then you want to get on a daily routine. It's just like brushing your teeth. It's a little bit longer, but it's just like brushing your teeth every day, just daily maintenance. And then on a weekly basis, you want to have a more in-depth, deep dive into your finances. So I call this your bookkeeping date. I do mine on Sunday mornings, and I usually pour a mimosa or champagne nice. with like a drop of orange juice. <laughs> it's more champagne than mimosa. But um, yeah, you want to make it fun, whatever it is for you. Maybe it's a green smoothie for you. But yeah. um, you want to have a deep dive with your finances at least once a week. And by deep dive, I mean you want to look, you really want to look at your expenses from the past week and really check in with yourself. Hey, did this really match up with my values? Did each of these purchases really show that I am committed to the growth of my business? Or were you spending money unconsciously? Mm. Um, that's really what you're looking at. It's not a, a time for you to be mean to yourself or berate yourself or to judge yourself. It's just to bring awareness to your money habits. And, and if you find that you're spending money unconsciously, like you're just swiping your credit card when you go to Target and you thought you were going to spend 20 bucks and it ended up being $85. Ugh. Okay. Why, why, why was yes. it that? Did you need all of those things? Maybe you did. And so next time when you go to Target, make your budget $85 instead of 20 and stop fooling yourself. Yeah. Uh, but, if, <laughs> but if you, didn't, if you didn't need all those things, you know, then you want to, you want to bring consciousness then back to your, your purchasing. So that deep dive is really a time for you to be become more aware of your money choices, why you made some of those choices. And then you also want to calculate your net worth on your during your weekly bookkeeping date. That is really the measure of where you stand financially. And by net worth, I mean, you want to take all of your assets. So if you've got a business, you want to look at your business bank account. You want to want to look at your personal bank account. You want to look at your savings accounts. If you have retirement accounts, if you've got a mortgage, you want to look at the current value of your home, investment accounts, whatever you have that adds to your financial worth, you want to calculate that. And then you want to subtract mm -hmm. all the things that detract from your worth. So if you do have a mortgage, you know, you've got the value of your home, but you also have how much you owe on the home. So that's going to detract from your worth. And then if you have any credit cards that have balances on it, if you have student loans, any other debt, you want to subtract that from your assets. And then the, the difference hopefully is positive and you want to grow that net worth. If it's negative, hey, that's okay. You, but you know where you stand and you know right, that right. you need to do some work to, to increase that. But wherever you are, whether it's positive or negative, we can all increase our net worth. And during your weekly bookkeeping date, that's when you want to take a look at that information. I like that. I think that's good. And it makes it sound less scary, like, because it's, it's less about, you know, bringing it up to then feel shame about it. It's bringing it up so then you know where to go, you know? Exactly, exactly. This, yes, it, it, money brings up so many emotions. And one mm -hmm. of them is, is shame. Sometimes it's guilt for past mistakes. And, and I, what I like to say is that 
financial freedom is a journey of self-love. So, so throughout, true. yes, throughout this entire process, you want to be very loving to yourself. The mere fact that you're sitting down on your, you know, on a Sunday or a Saturday, whichever day you choose for your weekly date, is you should be proud of yourself. A lot of people don't do that, and it's a loving act to take a look at your financial health and to see where you can improve to to make your financial health better. So don't don't berate yourself. Don't don't judge yourself. Don't be mean to yourself about your past choices. Just bring awareness to it and, and try yeah. to do better next time. Yeah. I love that. Um, any other steps? That is it. One, two, three. Organize. That is nice. Daily routine and then a weekly bookkeeping date. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> three easy steps. So I love that though. Um, I think that's, that's really all it needs to be. And um, I like that you have it that simplified because it really does tell the whole story of, you know, this isn't something that needs to be hours of work daily, weekly, monthly, all this stuff. It's little piece by piece by piece by piece. And by building that, you're going to like save a ton of headache during tax time, especially. So I think that's good. Um, so these are my audience's favorite questions and they're, well, all, I mean, I came up with the questions, so they're all great, but, um, what was your best financial investment in business? Oh, that is such a good question. My, my best financial investment what I would have to say was when I joined a program called B-School. Very nice. And that was the first time, and I say that because it was the first time I had actually invested, yeah, I think the program. Investment. Yeah, heavy investment. It's $2,000. That, that was a huge chunk of money for me at the time, and that was really the first time I had put, put money down for my business, and ultimately really for myself. Um, it was more of a personal investment personal development mm-hmm. program yeah. and and that opened my eyes up to so many possibilities really that I could build a business in any way that I want and it would be fine I know honestly having that permission I was just talking to someone yesterday about um, business models and how most people just see it as a very linear action but there are so many ways to make money <laughs> yes there are. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, most people just think, oh, like I create a product or a coaching program and I sell it. And it's like, yes, but there's also <laughs> so many other ways. Like there's all these other connections and, and um, I guess I like to call them back-end, um, back-end uh, business models that will still get you the end result of money, but it's also you know, not necessarily super direct to consumer. So I I love that you talked about, you know, seeing that you could really build a business in any way that you want and it can be successful. Yes, you hit the nail on the head, Jordan, like just giving ourselves permission that, you know, that's something I try to help my clients with, you know, identify your desires and, and allow yourself to tap into it. And while I'm teaching that, I'm also learning that every single day that it's okay 
if I do have the strong desire that, yeah, it's possible. It's in fact more than possible. I just have to go for it. Yep. Totally. And then what was your worst financial investment in business? (laughs) My worst financial (laughs) investment in business. You know, I I like to say this isn't a cop out answer. I will give you an answer. I do. (laughs) I do. I do honestly believe that there is no bad decisions. It's just, yeah you grow or you learn. Yes. And in every turn I've learned, I will say that I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I asked my parents for business cards when I was eight. I wanted to be a nail artist oh, back then. That is and since I knew though that I wanted to be an entrepreneur from a young age, I, looking back on it, if I were to do it all over again, I probably would not have gone to university. I would have just mm-hmm. launched my business. Um, my university costs just over six figures and I don't believe that that was the best decision for me however I learned a lot from it and I made a lot of great connections but as a business owner right not necessarily the best route that I would I would have taken if I had known otherwise yeah I I feel pretty much the same way I loved loved the school I've met some good people and all that stuff but you know always knowing that I wanted to have started a business I probably I probably would have done similar to you and just skipped that whole <laughs> skip that whole situation but um but yeah you live and you learn <laughs> exactly exactly so well where can people find you online are you Facebooker are you Instagram give your website all the good stuff Yes, I would love to connect with your community online. The best place to find me is my website denithado.com and from there you can find my social media links, but that that's my sanctuary, it's my my website. Awesome. Perfect, perfect. Well, we'll have that in the show notes as well, um, so it'll be easy for you to find and click. Uh, Denitha, thank you so much for making the time and coming on and, and sharing your goodness. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jordan, for giving me the opportunity to connect with you and, and your community as well. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you on the next episode.